Ask yourself this question. How many great ideas have you had while you were angry? Seven eight three seven diffusing anger. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word because brother, you need the word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or Facebook Live. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to join us. We'd like to share just a little humor. Sarah was reading a newspaper while her husband was engrossed in a magazine. And suddenly she burst out laughing. Listen to this, she said. There's a classified ad here where a guy is offering to swap his wife for a season ticket to the stadium. Hmm, her husband said, not looking up from his magazine. Teasing him, Sarah said, would you swap me for a season ticket? Absolutely not, he said. How sweet, Sarah said. Tell me why not. Season's almost half over, he said. (laughs) (laughs) We're looking at a scripture over in the book of Genesis. Book of Genesis chapter 4. Book of Genesis chapter 4. We'll read verses 1 through 8. We've been learning what not to do from the life of Cain. So we've been learning what not to do. So we've been taking a little character study on Cain there in Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. When you get there, say amen. Beginning with verse 1, it says, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord, and Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted, and if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And I just want to use other subject diffusing anger, diffusing anger. We looked last week at Cain had an attitude problem. This week I want to look at his anger problem, anger, diffusing anger. God 
dealt with Cain about his anger issues and about his lack of anger management and God warned him he reached out to him about it and so God paid attention to it and brought his attention to it so we're talking about diffusing anger diffusing anger now diffuse means to take the fuse off a bomb and so, you know, you've seen movies or TV shows where there's a bomb and they send a squad in and they're trying to figure out to cut the red wire or the yellow wire or the blue wire. <laughs> you know, one of them will diffuse the bomb. And so that's what we're learning to do. We want to diffuse anger to keep ourselves from going off. <laughs> we want to diffuse anger. Diffuse also means to make less dangerous or tense, make yourself less tense, make yourself less dangerous. And so Cain was very angry. He was very angry. So the Bible mentions it twice about his anger. He was very angry, the Bible says. And then God asked him, why are you so angry? I don't know why Cain had such a chip on his shoulder, but he was just an angry guy. And he was angry. So we learn from this scenario from this particular account that anger left unchecked can lead to bad decisions. It can cause us to lose control. It can cause us to say or do things that we will regret. And that's the lesson here we're learning from Cain. That anger that is left unchecked can cause us to lose control. It can cause us to make bad decisions. And it causes us to say or do things that we will regret. Unchecked anger gives Satan an opening into your life. You've heard the old saying, if you lose your temper, the devil will find it. And there's a lot of truth to that statement. Unchecked anger gives the devil access into your life. Here's a, just to let the scripture tell you a little bit about it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. I'm going to read it in the New Living translation listen to this it says and don't sin by letting anger control you don't let the sun go down while you are angry while you are still angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil so the, the king james says that anger gives place don't give any place to the devil so a foothold or place foothold is translated as place and so the devil he seeks to get place or a foothold entrance access into our lives through the emotion of anger through that negative emotion of anger he tries to creep into our lives you know anger is something that can be used for good if you're able to control it and direct it towards constructive and productive purposes anger can actually be good I think we should get angry when we see people that are mistreated and we see crime and we see suffering and we see abuse and we see human trafficking and we see all of these things when we see our kids being imprisoned and we see fatherlessness and so some of these things should make us angry and it should propel us to action so that is a good type of anger that's the kind of anger that Jesus used whenever he had to deal with situations he used a righteous anger then so there's a holy discontent 
that propels us to act for good. It makes us do something to change, to make a difference. It's a force of good. And so there is a passion that can stem out of anger that can be used for good. And you saw Jesus getting angry in the scriptures, but he was always angry because he saw ministry that was not the heart of God. He saw people being mistreated and judged, and he saw criticism, and so he saw things that broke the heart of God, and so there should be things that should break our heart, and we should get angry, and we want to do something about it. You ever heard of the association MAD? See, that's an example, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. I like that mad. She got mad. Some mother got mad, but she used her anger constructively to make a difference, to save somebody else's child from being killed by drunk driving. So that's a good use of anger. But then there's the bad use of anger, which is the predominant use (laughs) of anger that we are encountering today. And that's when we just lose it. That's when we go off, you know, we just, we lose it and we just blow our top, we blow a fuse, we blow a gasket, we let them have it. You know, that's why they call it, you've heard people in court, they plead temporary insanity. That means they just got angry, they lost control, anger took control of them temporarily. And so we all dealt with anger issues at some time or another. Some people are naturally less angry. Some people a little bit more naturally tense, and so they're a little bit on edge, just naturally speaking. Other people are naturally a little bit more easygoing, so it's a little easier for them. And so just depending on your personal characteristic, your own personal makeup and personality, sometimes some of us have to work harder than others. I've even lost it a few times, believe it or not. Not many, not many. I would have to say maybe four or five times in my whole life I've lost it. One time I jacked a guy up and his feet were just dangling from the ground. He had made me so angry. (laughs) See, that's the thing, you know, when I get angry, that means something really severely has happened. You need to check outside to see if the world is still here when I get angry. I mean, it's an earth-shaking event when I get angry. Because I'm naturally an easygoing guy. I'm not tense, I'm not irritated, I'm calm, and I'm relaxed. I'm happy, I'm fun, so I'm naturally not an angry type person. But there are four or five times where I've had to jack people up. But anyway. (laughs) So anger is something that we all deal with. And so the Bible, it tells you here in this scripture, Ephesians 4, 26, 27, tells you don't let the sun go down on your wrath. The reason it warns us about not letting anger remain, because we all get angry from time to time. We all lose it from time to time. So the Bible said, if you lose it, be quick to deal with it. Check it quick. Bring it under control quick because you don't want to let it fester too long because it can turn into a grudge and it can turn into hatred and it can turn into ill will. And so it can lead to a lot of other things. And that's what happened in the case of Cain. See, Cain just started off being angry, but the longer it festered, the more he thought about it, the more it got down into his heart, it led to murder. And so that was unchecked. He had unchecked anger that eventually led him to do something that he would regret the rest of his life, something that derailed his life for the rest of his life, all because of he had unchecked anger. And so that's why the Bible says, don't allow the devil to get foothold or to get place in our lives through the portal of anger, through the portal of anger. 
Here's some other scriptures. Listen to this one. This is James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. I'm going to read it first from the Amplified, then I'll come back and read it from the Message Bible. It says, understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear. Be a careful, thoughtful listener. Slow to speak, a speaker of carefully chosen words. And slow to anger, patient, reflective, forgiving. For the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior which he requires from us. So this lets us know, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to get angry. And oftentimes we do the complete opposite of that. We get mad before we listen. And so we get mad and start talking before we listen. So sometimes we listen last, we fly off the handle first, we shoot off at the mouth second, and then we want to find out about it third. But no, that's not the order that the Bible gave. The Bible says be quick to hear. So notice God gave us two ears, one mouth. Meaning we should listen twice as much as we talk. So we should listen, be quick to hear, be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. I'm going to read it from the Message Bible. Listen to this. It says, post this at all the intersections. Dear friends, lead with your ears, follow up with your tongue, and let anger straggle along in the rear. God's righteousness doesn't grow from human anger. So this is letting us know that majority of the time, our anger does not produce righteousness. Majority of the time, anger is not used for good purposes. Anger is an angry emotion. It's a negative emotion that causes harm both to ourselves and to others. And so majority of the time, the Bible is warning against anger. Now, when anger controls us, we end up in sin because we say or do things that we would not otherwise say or do. So you notice that some things are said and done when you're angry that would not happen at any other time, but it's because you're angry. Let me read some of these. These are some sayings about anger written by John Mason. He said, don't fly into a rage unless you are prepared for a rough landing. You'll never get to the top if you keep blowing yours. Anger falls one letter short of danger. People constantly blowing fuses are generally left in the dark. If you lose your head... How can you expect to use it? Be like the space shuttle. Always count down before blasting off. A Filipino proverb says this, Postpone today's anger until tomorrow. Then apply this rule the next day and the next. So just put your anger off to tomorrow. So the next time somebody makes you mad, just say, I'm going to revisit this tomorrow. <laughs> just keep putting it off to the next day. Ask yourself this question. How many great ideas have you had while you were angry? How many great ideas have you had being angry? When you lose your head, you can't use it. And so anger is normally a destructive force. And so the Bible teaches quite extensively. Here's some other verses about anger in the Bible. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 18 says, this is the message translation, says, Hot tempers start fights. 
A calm, cool spirit keeps the peace. Hot tempers start fights. A calm, cool spirit keeps the peace. Paul actually told Timothy, he said, be calm, be cool, be calm, be cool, be steady. That was the admonition that Paul gave Timothy. As an elder in the gospel to a younger student, mentee, he says, always be calm, always be cool. Always be steady. And so that was Paul's admonition to Timothy. Proverbs 15, 18, in the New Living Translation, it says, A hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. So a hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. Hot tempers start fights. A calm, cool spirit keeps the peace. That's what the Bible says about it. Here's another one. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. Proverbs 15, 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Amplified says, A soft and gentle and thoughtful answer turns away wrath. But harsh and painful and careless words stir up anger. The New Living Translation, Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. I love this one. This is Psalms 37.8 in the New Living Translation. It says, this one is very frank. This one just gets right in your face. This one says, stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. I like that. That's very direct. Roy T. Bennett said this. He said, don't waste your time in anger, regrets, worries, and grudges. Life is too short to be unhappy. Life is just too short to be angry. It really is. Life's too short to be angry. Anger affects the physical body negatively. If you look at what the Bible says, that a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So a merry heart and joy is beneficial to the body. It relaxes the body. It opens up your bloodstream, your vessels. It relaxes you. All type of healing benefits take place from joy, a joyful heart. Well, the converse is true as well. When you're angry, your blood vessels constrict. Heart starts pumping hard and fast and racing. It feels like your heart is tied in a knot. It causes all type of problems. And that's why people can literally have a heart attack when they're angry because it disrupts the cardiovascular system. There's so much intense pressure put on the body in a negative sense when you are angry. And that's why people have to be very careful because you can literally have a coronary because of anger. So the body responds to negative and positive emotions alike. A positive, happy emotion does the body good like medicine. But if you get angry and veins popping out of your head and popping out of your neck, you're about to literally explode, literally. It causes heartache, causes pain. It works against your own health. When you're angry, you can't even sleep can't sleep because you've lost your peace. And so anger robs our peace. It robs our well-being. So anger really works against you. Remember, I gave this a while ago, but it says, one minute of anger suppresses your immune system for four to five hours. If you just get mad for one minute, you just lower the effectiveness of your immune system for four to five hours. However, if you laugh for one minute, you have enhanced 
or boosted your immune system for 24 hours. And so there's direct correlation to angry attitudes and the destructive impact that it has on the human body. And Jesus knew this. God knows this. The Word knows, and that's why the Word teaches us, don't be angry. Don't be angry because it works against your own physical flesh. So if you want to be able to sleep at night and rest, you want your blood flowing, you want your blood pressure lowered and all of these things, don't be angry. Anger raises your blood pressure. And man, you'd be surprised how many heart attacks and strokes people have had simply because they got angry. Simply because they got angry. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 says, Don't be quick to fly off the handle. Anger boomerangs. You can spot a fool by the lumps on his head. Control your anger. This is a New Living Translation, same verse. Control your anger, for anger labels you a fool. Here's Proverbs 29 11. A short-sighted fool always loses his temper and displays his anger. But a wise man uses self-control and holds it back. So a wise man is able to reframe. He's able to hold it back. Now, I believe there should be some healthy outlets that you have to diffuse your anger. And so I would say, number one, of course, you want to give your anger to God. You want to pray. You want to talk to God right then and there. Father, I don't want to be like this. This is working against me. It's not of your spirit and it's negative. So I think you should talk to God. Father, forgive me for losing it right now. I pray for your peace. Father, calm me down. Father, I have the fruit of temperance. I have the fruit of self-control on the inside of me. Allow it to rise up right now and allow me to take control and bring myself back down by the Holy Spirit. And so I believe first you should pray. And I believe that you should have some healthy outlets for relieving anger. So I believe you should go outside and run fast as you can. Go outside and run fast as you can. I think that's a healthy form of releasing anger and tension and stress. If you can't run, then walk fast as you can. If you can't walk, crawl fast as you can. (laughs) If you can't do that, lay down and roll fast as you can. So I think you should really exercise. I think you can release so much anger. Go get a punching bag, man, and just go to work. Go to work. We were in the gym one time, and they had a punching bag, and they had a speed bag. Man, I was just going to work, thinking about everybody who had made me mad. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a healthy outlet. It's a healthy release. It's a healthy release just to burn off some tension and burn off some stress and burn off some anger. So you want to diffuse that anger. And you can do some healthy forms of doing that. Laughter is a good way of diffusing anger. Man, put something funny on television. I've gotten to the point now, my wife will attest to this, but for the last few months, I've been putting on my favorite sitcom while I eat dinner because I want to laugh in the evening because I understand the power of that. I want to understand the power of a merry heart. And so I'm laughing, I'm laughing, I'm laughing. So I always put something funny on while I'm eating my dinner now. And I'll just sit down in the evening and I'll watch an hour of a very funny sitcom over and over again because I understand the power of releasing tension and anger and stress. And laughter is a powerful way. So laughter is a powerful way to release anger and to diffuse anger. So everybody say exercise, laugh, 
So those are some great ways. Exercise, go find a punching bag or something. If you don't have a punching bag, just do some shadow boxing. Just punch in the wind. Just punch in the wind. <laughs> Paul talked about that, about shadow boxing, but that's good for diffusing anger. Here's some other solutions for diffusing anger. Take a time out. Take a time out. You know, if you're getting heated with somebody, take a time out. Because most times, anger doesn't just catch you off guard. You can feel it rising. For some reason, you can feel it coming up. And you can feel the anger. You can feel it coming up. So when you feel it coming up, that's when you got to diffuse it. So take a time out. Just take a time out. Breathe. Everybody say breathe. 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 Go outside. Take a walk. So you're using techniques to diffuse anger because you're not going to allow it to control you. You're not going to allow it to hurt you and others. And so you slow down. You count. Ten. Nine. You breathe. You go outside. Take a walk, you pray, you laugh, you're diffusing anger. You're diffusing anger. You're going to feel so much better. You're going to be so grateful that you didn't let it overtake you and control you and ruin your day. You're going to be so grateful when you just employ these simple things. You know, and then once you can calm down, then you can talk it out. And so another way to help you to diffuse anger is to look at solutions Stop being angry at the problem. Focus on solutions. If something is making you mad, focus on what can be done to eliminate that stress-causing action or whatever it is. Start looking for plausible solutions. Look for solutions. So you redirect the anger into meaningful solutions, to finding solutions, finding solutions. And then, here's the last couple of keys. You want to avoid trivial things that start strife. The Bible says that strife starts as drops of water. It starts small. So it can be little trivial things. I remember Pastor Nathaniel was preaching about one of his counseling sessions. He said he had a couple that got divorced mainly because the wife was leaving the cap off of the toothpaste. Now that's trivial. That is very trivial. Turning your neighbor said that's trivial. <laughs> so you want to avoid trivial things, but that was just ticking off that particular husband. He couldn't take it. So they got a divorce over toothpaste. So you want to avoid trivial things that cause strife. And then the final thing, I'm going to close with this. final thing is you want to be able to give grace. Give grace. Give grace. We're human. Everybody's human. Nobody's perfect. You got to give a little leeway for error. Give them a little grace. Forgive them. Overlook some things. Let it go. We got to be gracious. Got to be gracious. Got to be gracious. Praise God. I'm out of time. Stand on your feet and we'll be dismissed. We're right on time. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much. Thank you for your anointing and your grace and your spirit. Thank you for the fruit of the spirit, self-control that keeps us from losing control, Lord. And we just thank you. We ask you to help us by the Holy Spirit. Help us to apply your word and live it out and walk it out in our lives. And may we bring grace to others, Lord. May we bring peace to conflict situations. And we just thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' mighty name. Let every heart say amen, amen, amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Diffusing Anger by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7837, that's 7837. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 7837 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com.
Listen to brothers of the word.com often because brother you need the word. Brothers of the word.